Hi, I'm Omari. And hi, I'm Ethan. And this is the second episode of Corona Kids. A podcast where we talk about some of the questions that kids have about COVID-19, the disease caused by the novel coronavirus SARS-CoV-2. So Omari, in our first episode, we talked a little bit about how people can avoid getting sick. We talked a little bit about when we think that COVID-19 might not be as serious of an issue in our lives. You have some more questions that you wanted to follow up with today, though. Do you want to start out? Yeah. So why does coronavirus make people sick? Well, maybe we should back up first and, and talk about what a virus is first. Do you know what a virus is? No. But I heard it in one of the daily episodes, and I was confused. What did you understand at all about what a virus is from listening to the New York Times Daily Podcast? Well, that was maybe a long time ago, so I forget. Do you have any guesses? Maybe a virus is... I don't know. Do you think a virus is alive? Maybe. Hmm. Well, so a virus is teeny tiny. It is a, it's, some people just call it a a teeny little germ. It's much smaller than a bacteria. It's much smaller than a fungus. And it's basically a little bit of DNA and a little bit of RNA wrapped up in a protein or fatty envelope. And so these things, most scientists think that they're not alive because they can't live by themselves outside of what's called a host. Do you know what a host is? Um, Like the host on Zoom and stuff or... Yeah, well, so what is what does it mean to be the host on a Zoom meeting? Like the one who starts the meeting. Or the one who, yeah, exactly, who convenes it and is holding it. So a host for something like a virus is the cell or the organism like you that gives the virus a home and allows it to make copies of itself, to replicate itself inside your body. So this is important to understand because your question was, how does coronavirus or SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that causes COVID-19, how does it make people sick? So do you know if there are other diseases that are caused by viruses? Mm, No. Do you remember last time too, we talked about a vaccine that you get sometimes? Yeah. What is that vaccine for that you usually get every year? Oh, it's the flu. Yeah, influenza, the flu. Do you think that the flu is caused by viruses? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So there are other diseases that we get from viruses that are in the environment. Um, And so what happens is the virus gets into our body. And once it's in our body, it has... Uh, like a little, you can think of it as almost like a key on its outside that when it finds 
one of the cells in your body, like in your nose or in your throat or in your lungs, or sometimes now scientists are thinking even like around your heart or your kidneys, that that virus can kind of like turn that key and open up the cell and go inside. And what do you think it does when it gets inside your cell? What gets inside my cell? The virus. You get sick? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what happens. The virus gets inside your cell. And once it's inside the cell, it kind of takes over. It's like if we invited one of our friends over to our house and we didn't realize that when they got in our house, they were going to take over and start destroying things and take over our house and live in there and make a bunch of copies of themselves and then burn our house down and let all of their copies of themselves out so that all those copies would go take over all the houses on our on our street. Does that, does that sound good? That's funny. Sort of, except for when that happens in the body. Do you think it's funny? No. Right. So those viruses get into a cell. It opens it up with a key on its outside. It takes over that cell to start trying to make copies of itself. And then those copies of itself explode out of that cell. And then those copies go take over other cells in the body. And so all of that process makes us get really sick. It makes uh, us get really inflamed. Uh, and it can cause things like pneumonia, which is a buildup of fluid in the lungs and all sorts of other problems. Does that make sense to you? Um, not much, but a little. Okay, so it sounds like maybe you still have some questions that haven't been answered about how coronavirus actually makes people sick, but maybe we should move on for now. Do you have another question? Okay, how does coronavirus move? Can you explain that question a little bit more? What do you mean, how does it move? Like, like we move like walking. I see. So are you asking, does the coronavirus, like, does it fly? Does it have wings? Does it fly? Does it have feet? Does it walk yeah. around? Does... Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have any guesses? No. You have no idea? No. Well, what what are we trying to do right now to keep ourselves safe and healthy and not get COVID-19? Staying inside. Staying inside? What else? Um, I'm not sure. Well, for example, we have gone on a couple of walks on the rail trail lately. And when we see someone else on the rail trail we stay at least six feet away why do you think that is because they might have the coronavirus and so if they have the coronavirus how would the coronavirus get from them to us if we're closer than six feet away i'm not sure maybe we would Touch them and then the coronavirus would get in us. Yeah, so the way that the that this novel coronavirus moves around is it gets dispersed through what are called aerosols and droplets. You have any idea what that means? No. 
what can happen is if someone who has SARS-CoV-2, the coronavirus in their body, coughs or sneezes, or even when they're talking, have you ever had it where you're, you're trying to talk and some spit comes out of your mouth? Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to you? Mm-hmm. Many times. Yeah, so what happens then is that the virus is actually in some of our spit, or and so if we cough and it's in some of our spit, it can get launched in the air, and these teeny tiny little bits of spit that come out of our mouth, or when we sneeze, the same thing, right? Have you ever sneezed and seen like little droplets kind of fly all over the place? No, but I just cough into my elbow so, and sneeze, so I cannot spread it around. Yeah, that definitely helps. That It prevents those droplets from traveling further than they otherwise would. So that's that's how they move around. And then the other way that they move around is sometimes like if someone coughs or sneezes or talks next to a really hard surface, like a metal table or a doorknob, for example, those droplets can land on that surface and the virus can live in those droplets for scientists are, are trying to figure it out, figure out exactly how long. Some people think it can last for two or three days or even longer under the right conditions on hard surfaces like plastics or metals, like on a chair or a table, for example. And so if you came by afterward and touched that table or chair with your hand and then rubbed your eye or you would never pick your nose, would you? No. No, definitely not. I've never seen you pick your nose. Then you could accidentally put some of that virus right into your body. So that's how it moves. It doesn't move by itself. It doesn't, it's not really a living organism. So it, uh, it doesn't have legs. It doesn't have wings. It, it relies on people coughing and sneezing and talking to spread it around. Okay. How is coronavirus not dangerous for bats? So why are you asking specifically about bats? I don't know, because in the last episode... We were, at the beginning, we were talking about it was not really dangerous for bats, but then it went to that armadillo thing, and then it was much more dangerous. You just said it was much more dangerous for people. I didn't know if you were saying it was more dangerous for bats, too. Oh, okay, I understand the question, and that's a really interesting question to ask and I don't know if anyone knows the answer to that. What I do know is that the the virus that was initially in bats, remember we talked about how it changed, its DNA changed when it went into that pangolin, yeah. which is the armadillo like creature that you're talking about. Yeah. And this again, this isn't a hundred percent known, but this is what is thought to have happened. I don't know that it ever went back to a bat. If the SARS-CoV-2 novel coronavirus that's making us so sick, if a bat has ever been exposed to it, I don't know. And I don't know if it would make it sick. I'm not sure what the answer is to that. But I do know that some other animals can get sick from it. Do you have any guesses what other kinds of animals can get sick from it? Um, can gorillas? I don't know. I think that some 
uh, of the scientists who are thinking of trying to develop vaccines for uh, COVID-19 are thinking about using some monkeys or primates because they're very closely related to us and have similar respiratory systems to us to see if those vaccines might work in those animals. But um, there was actually a case at the Bronx Zoo, which is a very big zoo, where some of their tigers got sick from this coronavirus. Did you know that? No. We'll be right back. After this public service announcement. Washing your hands is important. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds worth of soap. Can we move on to our next question? Of course we can. Is coronavirus a bacteria? Well, after the conversation we had to start this episode, what do you think? I don't know, but the beginning you kind of thought I thought I had the answer, maybe I didn't. You said a virus is littler than a bacteria. Mm-hmm. So maybe not. You're right. It's not a bacteria. A bacteria is a single-celled microorganism. It is absolutely a living organism. And a virus is not. A virus is much smaller than a bacteria. A virus doesn't have all of the features that a bacteria has, like a nucleus and a cell wall and all that sort of stuff. Um, So the next thing we're going to do is explain more about DNA, I think. Oh, you want to talk a little bit about what DNA is? Yeah. Why do you want to talk about DNA? Well, you just suggested we should do that before we started. Do you remember why we talked about DNA in the last episode? Or did you hear me talk about DNA at all? I forget. We talked about DNA because the DNA of the coronavirus changed when it went into the pangolin. Remember? Yeah. And so that's what made it so harmful to to us humans that that changed to its DNA. DNA is a little bit like the the programming that helps uh, all living things live and grow. So you've done that hour of code game on Clever? You mean the Minecraft? The Minecraft hour of code? Yeah, there's a Star Wars hour of code too. So what do you do when you are playing that game? Uh, I think um, I, I usually um, fail the first time, but then I try again and again and Sometimes you and my mom help me. And but so, what specifically are you supposed to do in that game? 
Oh, there's two kinds. The second kind I didn't finish. Um, the second kind you just called Steve or Alex. Well, you can choose your character, Steve or Alex. I choose Steve in the first one I did, and I choose Alex in the second one. And what does it mean to code them? Um, maybe to like choose things, and then you push go. Is that coding? Sort of. I mean, so when you are playing that game, you are giving the instructions to that character for how they move through the game, right? Yeah. You say, like, go forward three spaces, turn left, repeat until you arrive at the end, right? Yeah, that's actually in pre- a repeat until goal. Mm-hmm. So DNA is a little similar to the kind of code that you're giving to that character in that game. DNA is a series of chemicals that are in all living things. And what they do is they give instructions to part of our cells on how to build proteins. And those proteins and amino acids that they use to build the proteins, build all of our bodies. They build all of our cells. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so that's what DNA is, and that's why it's really important to understanding how these viruses like SARS-CoV-2 can cause damage in our bodies. Um, And it's why it's really important to understand what the DNA of that virus looks like in order to be able to develop a vaccine that might help us fight that virus off. So I have a question for you because after we had our last conversation too, your mom suggested that we talk a little bit more about some of the privileges that we have that allow us to stay inside and practice good social distancing that not everyone gets to have. I don't know what social and privilege means. Mm. So, uh, well, social distancing is what we're doing by staying away from people. Like staying away like six feet. Yeah, so staying away from people who we don't live with. um, And and right, and, and even if we have to go out trying to stay at least six feet away from other people. But uh, what is a privilege? Do you know what a privilege is? No. It's like uh, some of the things that we have that not everyone has. That if everyone had the same things, then there would be no such thing maybe as privilege. But um, what are some things that we have that maybe not everyone has that helps us stay safe during this time? I'm not sure. Well, should we start with we have our own house that we rent? Yep. And so we don't have to share that space with with other people? Do you think everyone is in that situation? No, some people live on the street. Yeah, yeah, so that has to be really hard for them, right? Yeah. Or a lot of people, do do you know what a nursing home is? 
No. So sometimes when people get really old and they're not able to live by themselves anymore and they don't have family that can take care of them, they have to go live in a nursing home where there are a lot of people like that who are getting taken care of by uh, nurses and other staff who help them out. But it means that they don't have that privacy and ability to really stay away from people. And so there are a lot of people in nursing homes who are getting sick right now. And what about, have I gone grocery shopping lately? Mm, Maybe I'll forget. Maybe yes. No, I used to go grocery shopping probably once a week, but now we're ordering our groceries online and having them delivered, which we're able to do because we have enough money to do it and we live near grocery stores that are offering that. But what about the people who are working in those grocery stores who are delivering us our groceries? Um. Well, do you think that they have a higher risk for getting sick maybe because they're having to go to work because they've been told that they are what are called essential workers? Yeah. Yeah, so if they want to keep making money to help support themselves and support their families and support the people that they care about, they are having to continue to go out and sometimes be around people who might be sick. What about all the doctors and nurses and janitors and support staff who work in hospitals right now? Do you think that they can just stay home and stay away from people who are sick? No. Why not? Because they there are doctors that like take care of them a little. That take care of the people who are sick with COVID-19? Yeah. yeah. And then they might get coronavirus, and they might need to be taken care of. That's happening a lot, actually. Did you know that? No. What do you think about that? That's sad. Because then the doctor can't, like, take care of any people anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other questions or things you want to say before we end this episode? Um, no, thank you. Okay, well, this has been the second episode of Corona Kids, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye.